Hey guys, this is Malki Asad, and welcome back to the channel. Today I have Dr. Rupen Odabashin to talk about how he got 265 on his step one. Welcome Rupen to the channel. Thank you for having me. I would like to start by asking you about your general preparation. How did you start with step one as your first exam, which year in med school did you start, did you decide to take your step? So give us from your experience. Well, that's a bit long story, but like the short version of it is for like uh, when I was uh, start when I started preparing for my USMLEs initially, I was thinking about like writing the USMLE step two, and I really studied for the USMLE step two for a while, and then I noticed that I have some deficiencies in basic sciences, and I love basic sciences, like I love biochemistry, I love physiology, I love embryology, I love to understand why everything happens. So that's when I decided where like I'm just gonna start with the step one. There is no right or wrong decision here. This is important to say, uh, but like, I just wanted to start from the basics and build the basic knowledge about how things and why things are like it is, and then move on to the step two. So after studying for the step two, during my last years in university, I said like, uh, I'm just gonna not write the step two, I'm just gonna move on to do the step one first. And that's how like, I decided I'm gonna do the step one. Awesome. So you decided on taking the step one in the final year of your school? Yeah, it was around the final year. It was like around 2015, just before starting, like preparing seriously. Uh, I felt like I need to start with the step one, not the step two. Awesome. Awesome. So now I want to go into the resources you used for preparing each of the step one subjects. And we can start with the anatomy, histology and embryology. What resources did you use to study for these subject subjects? So this is really a complicated topic and it was driving me crazy in the beginning after writing the step one and after going through the step one the step two i also like wrote the canadian exams and after writing like many exams i came to a conclusion that the resources are similar before telling you my resources all the resources well, like, let's say about like physiology, like you have maybe BRS, you have basic physiology books, you have like Kaplan. And I want to say disclaimer here that I'm not like advertising for to any company, but in general, like there are many resources to study physiology and they will all give you the basic knowledge about a topic. Like they will all tell you the basic mechanism. What are the changes that happen in congestive heart failure? Uh, some books might mention some extra information that are not mentioned in other books and vice versa. But when it comes to the exam, the exam is not testing how much do you know, it's testing what you can do with the basic knowledge that is found in every single book. So when it comes to the knowledge, it's up to you. So I don't want you to be biased. Uh, for me, I used initially like Kaplan books and that helped me to understand um, the first aid. The first aid, as everyone says, it's the Bible. First, every word, and I repeat, every single word can be an answer to a question in the real exam. But to understand the importance of these words and to be able to memorize first aid, so you need to go through other resources. And whatever resource you like, just use it. You don't need to use the resources that I use. Some people just go to the first aid right away. So it's totally up to you. So to build my knowledge, I use first aid mainly. And I backed up that with Kaplan books to understand the knowledge in first aid, except for 
pathology. At that time, I was like fascinated by uh, Dr. Goli. Uh, I think uh, there was like um, Dr. Uh, uh, the, the book is called Patoma. And uh, yeah, so I used Patoma too, uh, which was like short version, condensed version, but it was really good to understand the pathology in first aid. Awesome. So you're saying that all these books kind of gives you the basis of understanding for yeah. you to focus on the main ideas which are already in the first aid book. Exactly. And you you use the Kaplan books for the various step one subjects, except exactly. pathology, where you went and studied pathoma. Exactly. That's correct. Awesome. And did you use any other books in addition to Kaplan books? I think I mean, like sometimes like when I felt uncomfortable, I would like read the BRS. Um, sometimes I might go like to longer pathology resources. It depends if there is a topic and you're not comfortable, just use whatever book you want. Like that's not a problem, but understanding it's something, memorizing knowledge is something else and using the knowledge, it's third level, it's different thing. So to understand, use whatever book you want. To mm -hmm. memorize, use the first aid. And to use the knowledge, use the question banks. That's a great advice. That's perfect. Yeah. And I know that people get lost or they spend so much time on these amazing but very big books. And it's kind of uh, not realistic to memorize all the information in thousands sure. and thousands of pages for one day exam. So... I yeah. like your idea that you use this information as a way to help you understand and then you memorize and understand and the, use the knowledge available in first aid. Exactly, yeah. And what about the Kaplan videos? There are uh, some videos associated with the books. Do you recommend watching these? Did you watch them? What is your recommendation regarding that? Yeah, so regarding videos, like it depends on your style of learning. Some people might learn from watching videos. Some people might learn from hearing podcasts. Like for me right now, I'm doing my residency and I really enjoy podcasts. Uh, back in med school, I loved watching videos. So that was my learning style. I enjoyed seeing someone on the other uh, end, like interacting with that person, thinking about it, especially like at the end of the day, after like reading and memorizing, when you are really tired and you need the passive knowledge. So like uh, gaining knowledge is two parts, the active, where you open a book and you read, you read, you read, you try to memorize, and the passive where you sit behind the computer and you just like listen, try to absorb by osmosis. So like I use videos, yes, I use Kaplan videos, and they were really uh, beneficial for me. Uh, also, I believe like there was doctors in training, the DIT videos. Uh, sometimes I use them. There are also like other companies that uh, whichever you like, use, because like there is no right or wrong answer. It's all about all these videos will help you to understand. And by understanding, you will be able to memorize the important facts that you need for your test. That's, that's an amazing advice because I totally agree with you that learning styles vary between people. And what might work for me, for, for example, let's say I love first aid. You might not like first aid and, and see yourself in a better book and actually understand and learn more from a different books. So what I recommend is if, for example, you try the book, start by reading that book. And if you don't think this is good for you, try something else. You don't have to finish the whole book if you don't think it's uh, helping you to get the knowledge and the understanding. Yeah, exactly. That's right. 
So now before I move on to discuss the first aid in details, when you were studying the Kaplan books, were you studying first aid at the same time or you started first aid after you, you finished these books? Okay, so that's a very good question. And actually it's a cycle. There is no right or wrong answer. Because like learning, it's not like a linear process. Uh, learning, it's by putting building blocks on top of each other. So initially I would go and read the topic from Kaplan. And then I understand this topic. And then I would go and read first aid and memorize the topic. In the next round, I would memorize the topic again from first aid, but you will forget things and you have to accept this reality. Forgetting it's a huge, big part of learning. Don't get frustrated, especially when it comes to microbiology, especially when it comes to biochemistry, you will forget a lot, that's totally fine. So if I find myself that I totally forgot the mechanism and how things are going on, especially like for DNA, methylation, how like this, the, the, the basic cellular things that are a bit difficult to memorize, so I would go back and read Kaplan. But if I found myself like I'm doing okay, like I understand what's going on there, I already have my knowledge, I know what they mean in the paragraph, I know what is the importance of each word in first aid. So that's when, if I'm going to repeat the topic, I would do more questions. That's the third level of using the knowledge. Awesome. So you were reading first aid alongside with the books that you were preparing from. Exactly. And I just want to like uh, tell you like about uh, how I approach learning. Okay. So like you can divide it to three blocks. The first block it's understanding. It's the books. Go and use whichever books you want. The second block, it's memorizing. And for memorizing, first aid. The third block, it's using information. And it's the question back, which I'm going to talk about. So you can mix the first and second block together, which is like the big books at the first and until you feel comfortable memorizing. But this is not enough. You have to move on to the third block, which is like using the information. Awesome, awesome. And then the first aid, after you went first round with the books, did you study first aid on its own? Were you studying by subject or uh, you studied the basic part first, like pharmacology, microbiology, and then you moved to the system like cardio, pulmonology, GI? That's a really good question. So I would go system-wise. So like I would go like cardiology, I would do embryology, anatomy, physiology. If there is like biochemistry chapter or like a statin-related chapter, I would do that too. Then I would do pharmacolo uh, the, the pharmacology of cardiology. And then like, I would move on to the second, the third and like uh, risk and then ID then like um, so forth. So I would pick up a topic and I would try to understand, or I would pick up an organ. I would try to understand this organ starting from embryology and anatomy and ending up with pathology. And were you leaving notes from the books, for example, from Kaplan, if you found something interesting, were you putting these notes over first aid or you it's were just using first aid? This is very, very, very good question. So one of the things that I was frustrated about uh, when I was like using the first aid is I used the paper version of first aid. Again, every, every person have their own style, but after like studying for a while, I noticed that my first aid is full of notes. 
And it was crazy. I needed a new first aid, but it was really wasteful of time just to go to buy another book and like take all your notes and make sure your new first aid is clean. Because if you have a clean book, like you will have more, like you have more appetite to study, you know? So I would recommend using an electronic version like PDF or like uh, something electronic where you can add notes and then like you can adjust the notes, you can add pictures and then you can adjust them because at the end, like this will change. At one point, it might be really like fascinating and like to you and like you need to write everything related to the renin angiotensin aldosterone system but after like maybe a month or two after doing many questions like you would oh i don't need all these notes so like let's remove these notes and like let's focus on something else so it's like again so i would recommend using like the electronic version and adding notes and accept as accept that those notes will change with time because like your knowledge will grow definitely and what you think is important also will change when you do a round of UWorld and when you do MBMEs, what you thought is high yield might not be as high yield and what you thought as low yield might be actually important. So exactly, your evaluation of the information will change. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's true. And for those who like to use paper like me, you can use a pencil and you can uh, take Erase. the notes <laughs> not as well. Exactly, yeah. So I want to take a little bit deep dive in, dive into your way of, of studying. So let's say you have a paragraph of biochemistry. Do you usually read that once, you understand it, and go forward and then repeat, or you repeat it multiple times until you memorize it and move to the next one, then move to the next one? Okay, so that's a good question. And like I want to uh, summarize, I just want to, like, if you're going to try to become perfectionist in memorizing, you will need 10 years to write a step one. Never <laughs> try to be perfect. Never try to be perfect in memorizing. Accept that you will forget. Accept that that's a reality, especially like if you read the first time, the, the, the cycle of like synthesizing purines, guanines, and like the DNA. And like, if you want to, uh, like memorize that 100% then doing questions. So this is waste of your time. I did that mistake. Like I was like fascinated about the cholesterol synthesis pathway and the different enzymes and the P450 and like how the hydrapyandros tend you on. Like I would draw, like I had a whiteboard and I would like draw this uh, pathway again and again and again. It's, and it's useless. So read it once, do some questions. Find your deficiencies. When you read once, you're not gonna memorize everything. You will have some deficiencies here and there, but you will not know those deficiencies until you do a diagnostic test, which is the question bank. That's awesome, that's a great advice. Now, since you mentioned the, the diagnostic tests, which are the, the question banks, what are the question banks you, you recommend and how did you approach them? All right. So when it comes to question banks, like doing questions, 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 in my opinion, is the most important part in doing any USMLE and any Canadian exam. So just a bit uh, about like my background. I'm doing my residency right now in Canada and I did like the Canadian exams and the, US, uh, the USMLE. So I did like many, many exams through the two years. So it's a skill. Writing a test, it's a skill. 
So when it comes to doing question banks, you always have the very well-known question bank, which is like the U-word in the US, it's very well-known. And you have to use this question bank for your SMLEs. You do it like once, twice, as much as you can, because like doing questions again and again and again and again, it's very important because this will uh, grow in your brain like reflexes. Doing an exam is finding the right answer that the person who wrote the exam wants you to pick. So you will not develop this until you do hundreds of questions and then you become like, a, you develop that reflex. If you see a keyword, you're going to go and choose an answer. And that's how you're gonna differentiate between like different diseases who have similar presentation. Let's say they might come and ask you about like approach, like give you a patient and they're asking about the cause of anemia and he might have some CKD, some chronic disease, some rheumatologic disease, some risk factors for iron deficiency. And they give you one key that will help you to differentiate between those three entities. And you're just gonna go and choose anemia of chronic disease versus iron deficiency anemia versus CKD. So regarding question banks, Initially, I would recommend the U-word. Doing U-word again and again and again until like you feel comfortable is very important. And then you can move on to other question banks. Awesome. And you were mentioning about the, the brain reflexes and that's extremely important skill that you need to acquire when you're studying for exams. But that will not come if you don't have the medical knowledge. So if you don't have the medical knowledge to know what the what the key for this answer is, you will not pick this key because you don't have the knowledge of the disease or the, the differential. So, and the, you need to develop that not only through the first aid, but through you all, because you all, and I want you to comment on that. They have amazing explanation after each answer. And Maybe. I feel that some people mistakenly use you all as a way to assess their, their, their performance. I feel that it's more like a way to learn and study rather than assess your performance. What's your... Uh, viewpoint on that so completely correct and like i support you 100 you were like they, they go and do like 40 questions and they get like uh, x number wrong and then they get become frustrated that's normal <laughs> that's totally normal that's part of the learning curve you're gonna get a lot of wrong questions and you have to learn you have to study the question like I used to, if I have like the, the stem of the question, I was like, I used to write it on the whiteboard. I like to use whiteboard illustrations. I would write the key words and then I would try to memorize the key words in the question. And then I would go to the answers, A, B, C, D, E, A, what the, why it is right and B, why it is wrong. Because once you know why, example, like uh, the choice B is wrong in the exam, when choice B is the right one, you will know why it's the right one because you already memorized what are the key words for that answer. And so you have to learn the question, you have to learn the answers and the explanations and the educational objectives as, and you have to use it as a learning tool. It's not an assessment tool. That's awesome. And uh, another point is that sometimes you learn more from the wrong choices or the ones that are exactly. not correct, more than the, the correct ones. Yeah, 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 exactly. Because it can tell the difference between two very close answers. And by telling the difference, the explanation in the wrong uh, area, in the wrong uh, choice, it can help you differentiate the correct one in the real exam. So I totally recommend people to do UOL early in their preparation, not in the last month, and use it as a way to learn 
and not only solve questions and go and see what the right answer. Read the explanation, yeah. understand. Also read the, the wrong ones, why they are wrong, and then uh, review it as you see appropriate. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. So another question regarding the review of UWorld. UWorld is over 2,300 questions. How did you review the, did you review the whole, the, the, every question in UWorld or you reviewed ones you highlighted, ones you flagged? How was your approach to reviewing the, this amazing question back? So what I did was like, I uh, solved like keyword advice, like doing questions was really important for me. So I didn't give a lot of time for, like I, I read Kaplan books once and that's it. And then I did like first aid keyword, first aid keyword, first aid keyword, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Because like now keyword, it's going to be your building block to understand first aid. But doing first aid you are directly without going through the books, I felt was almost impossible and a bit frustrating. So I use like Kaplan or like whatever book, I understand first aid, then I would go and build the knowledge from first aid, understand you word, rebuild the knowledge from first aid, do you word again, understand you word. And like, I would go through that cycle again and again and again. So I did you word it twice. And then in my, I also use Anki flashcards, which I believe it's one of the best learning tools if you have time. Um, so I would write, and when you build questions in Anki, it's very important to be mindful that your answers are not like, a, like the length is not a paragraph. It should be short and concise and contain the keywords that you want to memorize. So I would do Anki a lot. And Anki contained the high yield things that I felt that they are deficient in my knowledge and I want to make sure I memorize them. So when you reviewed your world, you reviewed the whole question bank. You didn't review yeah. specific questions, but you took some notes through the Anki flashcards. Exactly, yeah. And that helped you, when the exam, when the exam, like when I approached, when like when I had like a short time before the exam, so I reviewed the Ankis. So you reviewed the Ankis rather than the whole twenty yeah, over exactly. questions. And again, this is similar uh, to the uh, Kaplan book notes on first aid. Did you take notes from your world on on first aid? So that's why I recommended the electronic first aid because after doing your word, you will realize that a lot of notes that you took like are low yield. And now you want to do, take the high yield notes from first aid because like before the exam, you can read first aid, but you can't do the entire U word. Definitely, especially that uh, because first aid is a book, you can go to specific section and, and look for exactly. that. But U world, yeah. it's the questions are not uh, ordered in a specific disease pattern. So it's easier to find an answer in uh, first aid rather than just scroll through the hundreds and hundreds of questions in, in yeah, uh, your yeah, exactly. Just a point for those who are not familiar with first aid, first aid does not contain explanation. So if you start with first aid, it might be hard in the beginning to understand, but on the other side, your world has the explanation. So if it's your first time reading a question, you might be able to understand the answer and what's the problem from you world why that is not possible in first aid if you haven't read the books so this is just for for those who are planning to start directly with first aid or or you world i recommend uh, starting with you world uh, compared to first aid because first it doesn't have that much explanation what do you think Ropin, for those who don't have enough time to go through the kaplan books well like if that's the situation you can skip kaplan books you can go first aid you world if you have time at night 
videos, podcasts, videos, podcasts, because like use whatever tool you want to understand per se. If you are driving, you can use like podcasts, you can watch videos, you can turn the videos to MP3s and you can hear them. And like you need to memorize first aid. There are many people who wrote the exam. I'm a bit systematic, I'm a bit OCD, but there are many people who scored really high and they did the first aid that you were only. And that works for them. So you have to figure out if like doing first aid and you were works for you. Go for it. It's, there is no right or wrong answer here. Awesome. So now after we covered the first aid, the Kaplan books, the UWorld, and as we mentioned that UWorld is not an assessment exam, what are the exams or the question tests that you use to assess your performance? And if you're close to going for the exam or delaying it? Yes, yeah, so I mainly use, I believe like, like everyone does, like the MBMEs, I use the UWorld self-assessments, which were really good. So those are like the main resources for self-assessment, your self-assessment, MBMEs. Um, so there are many MBMEs there. You can buy them. You can find sometimes find them online here and there. Like I use the MBMEs. And again, if I got something wrong in MBMEs, don't let that cause frustration. Use it again as a learning tool. The real exam is the exam that you write in the Prometric Center. Otherwise, everything you do, it's learning. Everything you do before one day of the exam is still learning. So I use the MBMEs as assessment tool and as learning tool. And I use the UR self-assessment as assessment tool and as learning tool. And I did those like before a month of the exam, I believe. And um, yeah, so those are my main assessment resources. So you, when do you recommend starting with these? I know some people can start one just to assess where they are and the, as they advance in their studying, they do more. When do you think is the appropriate time to start doing the MBMEs or the UL self-assessment? It really depends on your time. Like if you have a good, you know, like, uh, like if, you, if you have enough time, like you can start them early in your preparation. Uh, and you know, like every month you can do one, every week you can do one. If you are short of time, make sure around like after finishing 50% of your plan, do one, and then after finishing like 75% of your plan, do another one. After finishing 80% of your plan, do another one. So it really depends on your timeline. And you have to be mindful how much time you are putting for the exam. And when, when you're doing these assessment tools, generally they are four hours and the exam is seven. So do you do two uh, in the same day? Or yeah, sure, I'll just... do back to back, yeah. So you do two to simulate the exam. Exactly, especially when the exam, because like you need to build that stamina. The exam is all about endurance. The exam is about reflexes and for how long you can use the reflexes for eight hours. Like they need you to use the reflexes for eight hours and be like uh, able to answer the questions for a long period of time. Awesome. So you studied the first Kaplan books, first aid, UWorld. Can you tell us a little bit about the preparation strategies one month before the exam or the final weeks? How did they differ and what you were focusing on during the last two, last days and last weeks? Yeah. So before the exam, most important thing is to, to do the right, and sorry, the high yields. The high yields are first aid, you were first aid, you were. I would go again and again and again, first aid and you were first aid. And I would go like choose a topic and then like I would be systematic. Like I'm going to do today cardiology, tomorrow I'm going to do rest, afterwards I'm going to do ID, afterwards I'm going to do refro. And that day I would like uh, do questions first because I already have the knowledge and assess my deficiencies and then I go and review first aid. Do the questions first, because again, I already have the knowledge. 
and then I go and do the first day. And after you arrive to the day before the exam, any strategies on how to deal with the stress of the, the day of the exam, sleeping, eating, uh, going out? Can you tell us a little bit about what you did one day before the exam? Oh, that's a really good one. So that's why I recommend the initial doing eight hour uh, self-assessment test. So that's when you're going to figure out what works for you. So for me, what works is like I had snacks on the day of the exam, bananas, granola bars, peak bars. Those helped me to go carbs, 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 helping to go through the stress of the exam. I ate a lot of carbs during the exam too. And I knew that would help me because like I did many uh, sim tests before the real test. The day before, I would just go and relax, especially if you prepared well and for a period of time. It was like the day before you're stressed. If you learn something, it might stick, it might not. And I was in a point like, I'm just like, I'm going to relax. I'm going to give my brain a break because like the second day you have a war that's going to last for eight hours and you have to survive that war. Any tips on sleeping aids? So sleeping aids, uh, like try not to think about the exam. Try to the same day, like take walks, exercise early in the morning. Don't drink coffee. If you are a coffee drinker the entire day, don't drink coffee. Okay. And like the night before, try to watch a movie to take you out of the exam. Try to several hours before going to bed, dim the lights, don't stay away from your mobile phone. Uh, ask your like families and the loved one not to call you because like you're not gonna get, you don't want to hear any bad news. You don't want to hear anyone like nagging, complaining. You just want to be in a peaceful situation. Watch a comedy movie. Try to relax. Drink some like uh, hot beverages and try to go to bed. If you can early. That's good. But if you can just go at the regular time, well, if, if, you're, if you sleep at 11, don't go to bed at six because like, it's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> so relax, get some sleep. Don't try something new. So if you want to try something, yeah. try, try it on the simulation exam that you've done before and see if it works, you can do it. But if not, don't try something new on the day of the exam. Yeah, yeah, that's right. During the exam, it's a long exam. What was the main thing that helped you stay focused for the for the eight hours, seven hour exam, one hour break. How did you deal with questions that were hard or you didn't know the answer to? So one of the most important things is you do a question, either you know it or you don't know. If you don't know, choose the best answer, go with your gut. You're, sometimes your first answer is the right answer. Don't change your answer. Why? I don't know. It's just like that. For some reason, your brain knows to how to pick. And then when you overthink about it, you're going to make wrong choices. And then you move on. You mark questions as you go. At the end of the block, if you have some time to review those mark one, go for it. Don't change them unless you are 100% sure that you missed a keyword. Otherwise, if you don't know what happened, just go with your hunch. In your break, go out and don't think about the things that you did not answer or like if there were many questions you were not sure because this will affect your second block. And if your second block has some question or not sure, this will affect your third block. So every block, it's a new block. Every block, it's a new day. Like It's like that. Between the blocks, something that I really find that helps me is Sitting there for a 60 minute without moving, why well, would become like 
sleepy and tired. So I would just go to the washroom, uh, like uh, wash my face, drink some coffee, jump there, like do 10 squats or something, just like to move the blood in my body and like to make sure my brain has enough circulation. And like uh, I'm motivated to go to the next block. I would forget everything, suppress the memory, suppress the questions, and then go on and move to the next block. And how you would like uh, time your, uh, uh, like you like take five minutes or six minutes. It's something that you will know by yourself when you do the long sim tests. Yeah, so you were taking a break after each single block to, to yes. move and get out of the exam mode and then come back with a fresh, uh, fresh, one, fresh start. Exactly, wash my face, have some coffee, bite some jumps and then like go and do the next block and you mentioned the great advice not to focus on a question that you were not sure about because first you might you might have answered that question correct and you don't need to think about it anymore yeah. and in the case that it was wrong you don't want that wrong one wrong answer to affect a whole block or the rest of your exam uh, exactly. and and change the outcome of your exam because of one single question that's right. And believe me, after the exam, you will have a whole month to think about all the wrong questions. So don't do that between your breaks. Please don't do it. After your exam, you're done. Now the memory starts for all the questions that, that, you, that, that you got during the exam. What was your strategy of dealing with this? Were you looking at the answers? Were you trying well, to suppress yeah. that, that temptation? It depends on your personality. If you want to beat yourself up, go for it. <laughs> Otherwise, like, don't do it. Don't do it. it it's because, like, you're not going to change. You might feel like you really, like, after my step, step two exam, like, so, like, the whole month was one of the worst months in my life. I've been in situations where it's out of the scope of this video, but I've been in really scary situation in my life. I never had PTSD. But going through the step to like cause me PTSD for a month, but like I ended up getting like a really high mark. So please don't stress out. Don't beat yourself. Your brain already helped you to go through one of the hardest exams in the world. Try to relax, try to enjoy. Whenever you have a memory, suppress it. Watch movies, watch Netflix, enjoy your life, do anything you want, start a new hobby. Don't look at the answers. Don't beat yourself up. You did well, you did your best and just wait for the results. And as you mentioned, this will not change the outcome of the exam, exactly. so there is no need for it. So finally, do you have any final thoughts on uh, or advice for those preparing for the step one exam, trying to study or in the final days of their exam? Yeah, I would. my main advice would be questions, questions, questions. Writing an exam, it's a skill. And you will not develop this skill until you develop the ability to find the keywords and until you know what the person who wrote the question wants you to pick. And this comes with experience and doing hundreds and even thousands of questions. So questions, 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 it's a skill. Because like now I'm doing my residency. Medicine in real life is different from exam. There are no keywords. There are no triggers. There are no reflexes. And it's different. So if you well clinically, that doesn't mean that you're going to score high on your exam. And if you score high on your exam, that doesn't mean you're going to be well clinically or, or very good physician clinically. So writing an exam is a skill. Practicing medicine is another skill. To score high, you need to do questions as much as you can. 
that would be my single advice. Awesome. Thank you so much, Robin. That was extremely helpful. Uh, Thanks for having me. You, thank you so much. And for our viewers, if you have any questions, you can leave them in the comments below. If you like the video, hit the like button and subscribe to my channel. Thank you all so much for watching and see you in future videos.